Fire Nation, a ton of huge takeaways in this bonus income report for sure. But the one that I really want you to dial in on is our live blab tomorrow, which is Friday, February 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a three-hour blab with some very special guests. I want you there. So go ahead and press that pause button. Head over to eofire.com slash blab to subscribe. And that's also the URL that will take you straight to the blab at 7 7 p.m. Eastern, Friday, February 5th. I want to bring you in live. Ask me a question. Tell me a joke. Whatever you want. I want to see you there, Fire Nation. Ignite. Bonus EO Fire Income Report, January 2016. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. What's shaking Fire Nation? Thanks for joining me, JLD, on the January 2016 Income Report. We have a lot of awesomeness to be sharing with you today. Let me get into the meat and potatoes real quick before we just expound upon the awesomeness of January. Our gross income for January was $171,219. Our total expenses were $63K for a total net profit of $107,000. So January, we started off on a great note. We're going to just be getting into our stride as we're going to be talking about, of course, with a solid 420,000 Kickstarter campaign about to close. Um, I know that next month's going to be a doozy of a report, so make sure you get ready for that one. Now, what I want to do first is just say welcome to you, the listener, but also welcome a couple awesome people that I have on today, and that's Josh and Kate. So say what's up, you two. What's up, Fire Nation? What's up, Fire Nation? So as you know, they are both big parts of this income report, and Kate and I are going to be chatting a lot later about the Freedom Journal Kickstarter campaign and some other things that happened in January. Josh is Mr. CPA on Fire himself, and it's just super simple, cpaonfire.com, or just hit him up via email, josh at cpaonfire.com, because as we all know... We're seeing the H&R Block uh, commercials time after time on TV. It is getting deep into tax season and you want to have your stuff together. And Josh always provides killer tips, tools, and tactics on these income reports. So if this is your first episode of EO Fire, as far as listening to an income report, get ready for this because this is what we do. We provide a ton of value on so many different areas within these income reports. We don't just read you numbers. So Josh is going to kick us off, as always, with Josh's January tax tip. So Josh, step on in here and take it away. Yeah. So first of all, how are we into another tax season already? <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. <laughs> so this month's topic, it's, it's one we've touched on a little bit in the past, but it's still one that I see a ton of confusion on. I get emails on it all the time, especially from newer entrepreneurs. And that is the subject of estimated taxes. All right, so this month, we're going to give a definitive guide on estimated payments so people know, one, if they need to be making them, and two, how much they should be making. Sound good? Yes. All right, so first, let's start out with some facts about estimated payments and and where I see a lot of the confusion come in. Number one, there is actually no tax filings with their estimated payments. I see a ton of people think that their estimated taxes mean that they actually file a quarterly tax return with the IRS. 
right? You're not filing any tax return. All you're doing is sending the IRS and possibly your state a check for what that quarter's estimated payment is, right? So maybe you have a payment voucher, you mail in a check, it's done. No tax filings. The other thing that confuses a lot of people is that your business is not what's making these estimated payments. It's you making them personally. And that's true for everyone except C corporations. And for most of Fire Nation, if you are a C corporation, you probably shouldn't be. Okay. So this is going to be true for you. Your business doesn't make these estimated payments. You make them personally. Number three is you only have to make these estimated payments if you personally are going to owe at least $1,000 come tax time. So if you or your spouse have other income and they're withholding taxes on it and maybe your business is in the early stages and and you're not going to owe any money this year, you don't have to make any estimated payments, okay? If it's under $1,000, don't worry about your estimated payments. And finally, there's four different quarterly estimated payments. They are due April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. All right. And contrary to some popular belief, you you can't just make one lump sum estimated payment at the end to avoid the penalty. They want to see these payments spread out each quarter. Okay, so those are the facts on them. Hopefully that clears up a little bit of confusion right there. But that still leaves the main portion of if you do have to make them, how much do you make? And I would say this comes down to what your goals with the estimated payments are. There could be two different goals. The first goal could be you just want to avoid the penalty that the IRS puts on you for not making the estimated payments. The second goal could be you don't want to owe a lot of money come April 15th or whenever you file your taxes, so you want to take care of that throughout the year. Okay, so depending on what your goals are, there's two different strategies you can go with. If your goal is simply to not make not get hit with the penalty by the IRS, you can either pay 100% of last year's tax liability And to throw a little bit more confusion on here, that increases to 110% if you made more than 150,000. Okay, so John, let's say that last year you owed $10,000 in taxes. And I know you're laughing at that number right now after the estimated payments that we've been putting in. But let's let's say that you owed $10,000, okay? For 2016's estimated payments, you would simply say, okay, I'm going to meet 100% of last year's tax liability. I'm going to make four quarterly estimated payments of $2,500. Okay, it doesn't matter if your business blew up and you owed $200,000 this year. You still avoid the penalty because you paid 100% of last year's tax liability. Okay, that's, that's by far the most simple way to do this is if your goal is to avoid the penalty. The other option there is you can pay 90% of the current year's tax liability. Obviously, this becomes a little bit more tricky because you got to follow your income throughout the year, kind of estimate exactly how much you're going to owe, and then be sure to hit at least 90% of that. But if you figure that you're going to owe $10,000 in taxes this year, make estimated payments of $9,000, and you avoid the penalty. That's how you can avoid any IRS penalties and state penalties. Okay. The other option I talked about, the other goal is to possibly reduce your what you're going to owe come April 15th. I mean, a lot of people don't like to for me to say, hey, you didn't make enough estimated payments, you owe $20,000. If that's you and you want to kind of try and minimize that, you need to be working with someone that you can issue your financial statements to quarterly and they can say, this quarter you need to pay $3,300 federal, 1000 state, whatever it is. And you can know almost to the penny what you're going to owe come April and just pay those throughout the year. That way, when you actually file your tax return, nothing or very little is owed. If you overpay, you get a refund. It's pretty simple. So those are the two goals. That's how you figure out how much to pay. A lot of people want to keep it simple, just do 100% of last year's, avoid the penalty, pay the rest when it comes. 
if you do want to kind of estimate that and, and make sure you're hitting close to what you're going to owe, you got to work with someone that can, that can show you what, what that's going to look like and work with you throughout the year. Does that all make sense? Do we think we cleared up a little confusion there? It all makes sense. It's a lot of numbers for it's, sure. It's, but it's, it's a lot of numbers. <laughs> the reality is that's why, Fire Nation, you need to step up in your life as a businessman or a businesswoman and say, this part of my business needs to be taken care of. This part needs to be squared away. That's why you need to invest in yourself, in your business with somebody who knows what they're doing so that you know what you're doing and you're doing all the right things. Am I right, Josh? Exactly. And look, if your head's spinning after all those numbers I've mentioned, take this away. You need to be, if you're going to owe over $1,000, you need to be making estimated payments and you should probably be working with someone to determine what those estimated payments are. Josh, can I jump in here real quick? I actually have a question. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that there was actual penalty if you didn't do quarterly payments. So like this kind of isn't an option for, I mean, it is if you want to get a penalty, but like what, what kind of penalty are we talking here? You know, it, it's kind of, it, it's tough to say the penalty. They, they say that it's like a 10% penalty, but it, that, that doesn't seem to be the case. And I will say for people that are only going to owe a couple thousand dollars, the penalty is not that severe. We're probably talking a couple hundred dollars. So I certainly do have clients that say, look, I understand I'm going to have to pay the penalty, but I like to have that cash flow throughout the year. I'll put money aside, put it in a savings account, but I'm not giving the government my money until I absolutely have to. And if that's your attitude, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, here's the problem with that, because there is something wrong with that. I'm going to step in here and say, you're raising a red flag with the IRS when you're doing that stuff. If you are not making estimated payments and you get penalized for that, what does that mean? That means that you've come up as a red flag on the IRS system and no bueno. Yeah, exactly. And actually, that brings up a good point. I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about the audit that you went through a few years ago. And I don't know if you remember, but the IRS agent specifically said, hey, we saw that you're making estimated payments this year. We like that. They did. They were thrilled. So that that shows that they are watching and they do notice that and they do like it when you do that. So good point. No red flags, Fire Nation. Just do the right thing. Now, of course, again, you can head directly to cpaonfire.com. Email Josh at cpaonfire.com. Super simple. He loves talking to you, Fire Nation. He has a killer free course on business entities. If you haven't checked it out yet, head over to cpaonfire.com slash Fire Nation to snag that free course on business entities. And he has a lot of great stuff there for you, the entrepreneur. Josh, bring it home. Yeah, so we are in tax season. I've been getting a ton of emails from Fire Nation. We are filling up very quickly for tax returns this year. If you want us to do your taxes, we'd love to do them. Get to us quickly, though. Obviously, let us know you're coming from Entrepreneur on Fire, and we'll make sure to find room for you. Booyah. So, Josh, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, as always, in Fire Nation. Glad you're listening because you're doing the right thing. So, let's move forward in what we did and what went down in the month of January. Now, it was a year in the making. It was the Freedom Journal launch month. We had this idea, January 2015. We launched January 2016. You know, this isn't one of those overnight things, my friends, where you just say, oh, I have this great idea, let me do this. All big, successful launches that you are seeing, multiple six, even some seven-figure launches, months, years in the planning because you have to do the right thing to build it up to make things happen. And that's what we went through for this last year to launch the Freedom Journal correctly. Now, on Monday, January 4th, I pressed the publish button at 3.30 a.m. Pacific time 
because I knew, hey, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to publish this. We're going to get the word out. We're going to start this ball rolling. And then guess what? I went back to bed, but Kate actually rolled over and out of bed at around 6 a.m. And before she left for the gym, she checked it out and we had already hit our first funding goal of $25,000 and it happened in three hours and 13 minutes. So she shook me a little bit. She woke me up and she said, better write that check to Pencils of Promise. So (laughs) I wrote a $25,000 check to celebrate the first $25,000 that we raised in three hours and 13 minutes to Pencils of Promise. Since then, I've written another check to Pencils of Promise for $25,000 as the campaign continues to hit funding funding goal after funding goal. So it's just been such an exciting ride. We've had a lot of cool things happen. But of course, Kate, we couldn't have done it without the Freedom Journal launch team. So why don't you kind of take it away and and chat with us a little bit about the launch team? Well, a huge umbrella here. We couldn't have done this without Fire Nation. Like there's no way that the Freedom Journal would even exist, let alone this incredible campaign without the support of every one of you tuning in to listen. So 6,482 backers, $418,480. And we have 33 hours to go, Fire Nation. And when you're hearing this, there's probably 32, 31, 30 or less. So of course, as you know, the call to action here is thefreedomjournal.com. Join the over 6,482 backers or, hey, up your current pledge if you're already supporting. Get a gift for your loved one, for your friends, for your mastermind. I mean, what better gift could you give than having them accomplish a number one goal than always look back to you for decades to come and say, it was the gift from Ronnie, from Sarah, that really had me knock over that one big domino and start that chain reaction of awesome. And that will be you. That will be you, Fire Nation. So go go ahead and up that pledge if you're already pledging and, and make this happen. As you know, we're partnering with Pencils of Promise, so it's also going to a great cause too. Kate, back to you. So true. Um, okay, so like all good things in business, it happens with a team of people. This is not an individual journey that starts with you and ends with you. There are so many key players who contributed to the actual physical creation of the Freedom Journal. And then John, as we're going to get into in a little bit, actually bringing this to Kickstarter, actually marketing this, actually getting it out there into the hands of individuals who probably have no clue who you or I or EO Fire is. So really what it started with is, and and what I want to kind of focus on a little bit here is, John, you focused on doing what you do best. You came up with a great idea. You started talking to other people about it so that you could kind of flesh out that idea. And then you started brainstorming how you were going to make this happen. You and I had a lot of conversations. You chatted with your mastermind about it. We shared this idea with a lot of our really great friends who we know could give us some great feedback and, you know, maybe raise points or concerns that you and I wouldn't have thought about. So we talk about that a lot, that you knew that you were going to be able to come up with this great idea. You knew that you had a great idea, but laying out an actual journal in the file format that it needs to be in for printers or, you know, figuring out how you're going to actually get this physical product created in a a factory or a warehouse Like that's not what you do best. And so you turn to those people who are experts in these areas that you are not an expert in for help. 
And that list is quite long, but just to name a few people, we had Sutton Long, who did the journal layout of this, Richie Norton, who was our product lead, Brandon T. Adams, he was our crowdfunding expert, Tom Marquez, who is our book launch manager, Brandy Shea, who is our EO Fire designer, and she did a lot of illustration outsourcing for us, and she actually came up with all the design that you see for the Freedom Journal. We had Whitney Henry, who is our editor, Caleb Wojcik, who did our Kickstarter video. I mean, John, we could go on for days about the people who helped us with this, right? Well, I love how you described yourself. You put me, overthinker and quality control. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I do pretty much throughout any project that we have. I just overthink stuff a lot and then make sure that everything is as good as it can be. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to come up with like a good way to spin overthinking, but I'm sorry, Fire Nation. I'm never going to promote overthinking. (laughs) Well, you don't have to promote it, but I do think that if there is somebody kind of thinking about things that you might not, at least it... I don't know. It covers your bases. Let's just say that uh, you saved some doozies from happening. (laughs) But anyways, we have so many amazing pictures, Fire Nation, over on the post that accompanies today's income report. We have pictures of this journal being produced in China. We have Richie Norton standing with literally millions of pages before the Freedom Journal was actually bound. We have the Freedom Journal on press, so you can actually see it being printed and um, just a lot of really cool stuff over on the post that accompanies this episode. Where are we at, John? eofire.com slash income 29. That sounds right. Wow. 29. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, that kind of wraps like, again, there's so many people that contributed to this, but we had just a really solid team in place. We focused on what we're best at and we recognized what we are not best at. And we went and we found people who could help us in those areas. So think about that. If you're working on a a big launch or you're thinking about creating a product or even if you're coming up with a service idea, Focus on what you do best and what you know you can provide to your audience and where you're not able to come up with maybe the best marketing strategies or the best email copy or the best design for an opt-in giveaway. Where can you go to source that so that you do have an expert working with you to make it the best that it can be? Now, the marketing plan is something that I really do want to dive into because, again, we focus on the creation of the Freedom Journal, on the production, on everything for over a year. But the last couple of months, we knew we had to shift from just the actual creation and production and all that jazz, logistics, et cetera, to the actual marketing of the Freedom Journal. And I will say this, you know, we were very aware that if we had the success that we were hoping for with the Freedom Journal, we knew that this marketing plan would be studied for years to come by future Kickstarter, Indiegogo, crowdfunding, just entrepreneurs in general. So we really took this very seriously and we've documented everything. And we are going to come out with a pretty epic post afterwards because, you know, surprise, like we did crush this campaign. I mean, again, as we're speaking, there's still 33 hours left, but you know, we're over $418,000. We are the number six all time most funded publishing campaign ever. 
on Kickstarter. I'm hoping to move into number five so we can get that top five status. Time will tell. Fire Nation, of course, your support would be a big boost in that area in regard. So we really focused on the marketing plan. So Kate, why don't you kind of talk about the marketing plan a little bit? Like, where were our heads at? Like, what were we looking at doing? And I'm looking over our income report right now, and you have some killer images of behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, within our Infusionsoft email marketing, um, what we did via social media, the actual launch party that I had, you know, just things that I've been doing intraday that I'll definitely talk about after you talk for a little bit about the marketing plan from your perspective. So kind of talk about that. And then again, I'll get into my intraday stuff, which was pretty intense and and pretty fun as well, because I just love being in the game, so to speak. So the Freedom Journal marketing plan, the beginning. Bigger picture before I dive into any details when we were first starting out with like, okay, how are we going to market the Freedom Journal? It came down to us sitting down and reflecting. And we talked about this in last month's income report. We reference it a lot here in our income reports. What do you know works well? We sat down and we looked back at the things that have worked really well for us in other marketing launches and campaigns And we just did what works for us. It wasn't rocket science to come up with this marketing plan. It just took time for us to sit down and say, hey, what's worked for us here at EO Fire when we've shared projects, communities, products, services with our audience? And how can we take the best of what's worked for us and put it into play for the Freedom Journal? So, I mean bottom like baseline, it all started out with an email opt-in page. We just wanted to gauge interest to see if people were interested in learning about the Freedom Journal. Turns out over 10,000 people (laughs) were interested in learning about the Freedom Journal. And of course, that's not 10,000 people that signed up overnight. That's 10,000 people that signed up over months of us having an interest list and an opt-in page up us talking about the Freedom Journal, us sharing it on social media. Um, John, I think we sent a couple emails to our entire email list saying, hey, we've got something pretty cool going on. We'd love for you to follow this journey. And other than just gauging interest, other than just asking our community, you, Fire Nation, and sharing on social media and with you know our mastermind groups and our friends in the entrepreneurial space, we just wanted to know if people were interested in learning more about what we had going on. We weren't trying to get people to buy something. We weren't trying to get people to share it with their list. All we were saying is, we're working on a passion project. John's putting together the Freedom Journal, and we want to share the behind the scenes of that with you. If you're interested in setting goals, how setting and accomplishing goals can change your trajectory and your life and bring you freedom, then sign up for this interest list. And we promise we're going to send you valuable emails and we'll keep you up to date. And that campaign was a huge success. I mean, we got a lot of really great feedback based on the emails that we were sending out that were just behind the scenes looks like all we were doing were was keeping people updated on what was going on. John, can you maybe like talk about a couple of the emails that stood out to you? Maybe some of the updates that we sent that were like, really cool updates and that we got great feedback about? 
Yeah, so we really got people fired up about being behind the scenes during this whole process. So we had a really killer opt-in, something that you made that was amazing, a 30-day fillable PDF so people could get a nice taste of the Freedom Journal and maybe even start on that number one goal and just kind of get excited for the feel and what we were creating exactly. And then we just sent some really awesome updates along the way. Again, you know, we talked about Richie Norton over at Prouduct.com. He and his team went over to China. They took videos of the actual production of all of the books on the floor of the actual book being made with the binders and the glue. And there was just so many, so many cool processes that we were able to share with people that were on this interest list and take them again behind the scenes of how is this book being made? And I can tell you the people that now have the book in their hands that went on that journey and actually saw the behind the scenes and saw the book just splayed out over this massive warehouse with millions of pages just like all over the place. And they're like, how is that ever gonna turn into a book? And now they're holding it and they're like, this is an amazing, awesome book. It's even that much more special to them. I mean, I had a video that was sent by the actual management team of the warehouse where they sang me happy birthday on my birthday. The Both, in English and then in the special Chinese birthday way. Like it was so cool that we've actually seemed to like built a relationship with these people. Um, so it's, it was amazing. Those are a couple that come to mind and there was others like that that were really neat. Like the first time that I actually got the Freedom Journal sent to me that I did like an unboxing and that was super cool. So it was just fun. And anytime that you can engage with your audience and your real environment and just be you. It's super important. It's super impactful and something you should really be looking at doing, Fire Nation. Well, and I think what's also important about everything that you just mentioned is like, because people signed up for this interest list, they got to see this stuff first. And when you're asking your audience to sign up for interest in something, or when you're asking them to download a free PDF, like, What's in it for them? Why should they do that? And for us, the reason why people should opt in for the Freedom Journal interest list is because we were going to be sharing this stuff with them. And we did not share this stuff with anyone else. If we did, it wasn't before the Freedom Journal interest list saw it. So there was a attraction to be on this list because you were going to be the first to find out about what was going on. And John, that FaceTime that we had with Richie, when he was literally walking through the warehouse and like showing us these like dozens of people working on putting these journals together, that was really, really cool and so special. And you're right. Like when you share that type of stuff with your audience, especially people who have raised their hand and said, yes, I am interested. That just takes your relationship to the next level. Like that lets them know that you care and that you want to share this stuff with them. And huge perk, our interest list found out 30 minutes before anybody else that the Freedom Journal campaign had launched. So that was also really cool. (laughs) They really enjoyed that because they were able to snag some of the limited rewards and options that we had that frankly have been sold out almost from minute one of this campaign. So really cool stuff behind the scenes. And I'm going to have Kate take us into the social media marketing of this in a couple of minutes. But one thing that I want to talk about right now is the actual content marketing because this is a big piece. So let's kind of fast forward now into we've launched, but like 
now what? Like now what happens? Do we just sit back and just hope that all this work that we've done is going to come to fruition? No, this is when the real work starts. So content marketing was huge. I was so adamant that I was going to create timely emails to both the Freedom Journal interest list and also our main list. They were going to be timely. I wasn't going to have them, you know, written a month before, canned, and then come, you know, just publish and launch as as whatever dates I scheduled. I woke up every single morning. I looked at the actual campaign, how we were doing, the numbers, et cetera. I looked at the questions, the comments that were coming in. And then I formed emails that really made sense for the vibe, for where we were. Again, I was taking screenshots of up to the minute about where we were at, the funding goals, you know, the checks that I was writing, the pencils of promise. Like we, we did it all timely. That was part of my day-to-day timely process, which is so critical, Fire Nation, that people need to feel like they're in it with you, not that it's just like some potentially dated or canned material. So every morning I woke up and I wrote a special email to the Freedom Journal interest list. And then I wrote a special email to my overall interest list, taking the Freedom Journal interest list out of that. So it was just to those people who hadn't opted in to the interest list for the Freedom Journal. And so I respected that And I made sure that those emails were 90% just value. And then I took the last 10% of the email, oftentimes, sometimes I didn't, most of the times I did, and said, hey, by the way, you probably know about our Freedom Journal campaign. Here's a quick update. We'd love if you support it. And it was just a little, you know, 5 or 10% at the bottom of the email after a ton of value had been delivered. And therefore, it wasn't like my, my actual list, who wasn't opted into my actual Freedom Journal list, didn't feel like I was just pushing, pushing, pushing that on them. Now, I will say when it came to Instagram, I was making timely and daily updates on my Instagram feed. Most of the time, talking about the Freedom Journal and the updates because this is our month of promotion. You're not going to see it you know, very often going forward. But for this month, this was a big deal. Snapchat was really focused around that. And again, if you're not following me on Snapchat, you're missing some really funny, some really timely, and some really good insights, if I must say, say so myself. So my screen handle is at John Lee Dumas on Snapchat. Definitely add me. I'm doing some pretty fun and cool things on there for sure. Um, especially if you get this today, which is Thursday, because you know Snapchat disappears after 24 hours. I have a little rant today that uh, made Kate a little uncomfortable. A little, just a little FYI. I came out of my office and I was like, are you Snapchatting that? Yep. And you know what? <laughs> that uh, is what I do on Snapchat. Something that I'm I'm okay with being alive for 24 hours, but I don't want it to be out there forever. And, you know, because that's just me. I want you guys to know that I have fails every day, that I get upset and angry. And as, you know, Kate says very poetically, you know, it was my chimp brain overreacting about a certain situation that, again, I shared on Snapchat that will be gone in less than 24 hours from when you're hearing this voice, if you're hearing my voice on a Thursday, uh, February 4th. So you just follow me on Snapchat. That's the main thing. Um, you know, I also did 11 updates on Kickstarter. I was on over 40 other people's podcasts. You know, some of the notable ones, I was on Amy Porterfield's podcast, Hal Elrod's podcast. Lewis Howes allowed me to actually take over his podcast for a day. So I did a Friday, Freedom Friday podcast. Uh, episode, which was amazing and so much fun. Um, Pat Flynn just offered to have the Freedom Journal sponsor two Ask Pat episodes, and he mentioned it in two newsletters. I was on Greg Hickman's podcast, Rick Mulready's podcast. I mean, the list is is too long to go on. Jordan Harbinger, Omar Zenholm, $100 MBA. Literally, I mean, if you go through the top 
business podcasts of people who are actually people, not corporations. Like I was on their podcast. So I really made a big push there. Um, I, you know, Kate crushed it with guest posts, over 11 guest posts. We had 25 emails from some really big names that were direct emails to their audience about the Freedom Journal. And again, these are just people doing us favors. At that point, there was no affiliate program in place. Um, you know, I did again those 27 broadcast emails from Infusionsoft to our interest list. Um, we did a ton, a ton of stuff. I mean, and there's even more, you know, of course, Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. This was a whole content marketing plan. Key takeaways from all that I've been saying, Fire Nation, it has to be real. It has to be you. It has to be timely. All of these things. I did not spend a month like planning this to go on autopilot cruise control. I made sure, hey, we just did a, sold a 10K day with JLD. Let's celebrate that. That's pretty cool. I want to call this person out, Wit, who just locked me in for a whole day. Like, congratulations, Wit. We're going to absolutely crush it. Way to step up and be a man. And, and that's a real person, by the way. He's coming over April 10th, I believe, is the date to spend a full day with me. Um, so that's the kind of things that we wanted to be timely about, that we really wanted to be real about. And this is what you need to do as you're building your business. So, Kate, anything you want to add to content? Marketing is totally cool. And then let's kind of make the move into marketing on social media. Autopilot was like the opposite of what we did for this. And I know you just said that, but I really want to stress that because what we did do is put a solid plan in place. And I'm going to take it back to how we started this entire Freedom Journal section is that we looked back at what has worked well for us in the past. What's worked well for us in the past is interest campaigns and us constantly being in touch and sharing behind the scenes with our audience. What's worked well for us is being on other podcasts and giving super ton of value to another audience who may not know about us. What's worked well for us is guest posts on some of the biggest blogs out there and some of the smaller blogs too. Those are amazing opportunities. And so when we were putting this plan together, this content marketing plan, we looked back at what's worked well for us in the past and we just exemplified that through this campaign. So John, you talked a little bit about um, social media. And again, we focused in this area on the ways that we excel in social media. And that's really an extension of our virtual team. JM and Claire totally rocked scheduling posts and making sure we were being super consistent with this. But Facebook ads, YouTube ads, these are not things that you and I are pro at. And so we turn to people who are pro at them. So we actually had kind of like our own little sub social marketing team. And that included Facebook ads with TJ Mitchell, YouTube ads with Jake Larson. Again, JM and Claire were total rock stars in helping us schedule out and be super consistent on social media. We did our launch party at Community, which is a co-working space here in San Diego. So huge shout out to those guys for opening up their space for us. We had Paul Giro, who was our photographer for the night. That was really incredible to have him there and help capture that event. Super, super special. Um, Daniel Bauer, he helped us with Twitter chats, which were really, really fun. It was a great way to try to trend on Twitter for the hashtag, the Freedom Journal. And then, of course, we did a lot of PR. We did press releases. 
Um, we also reached out to media outlets. Um, Brandon Adams, our Kickstarter expert, got on TV here in San Diego at a local station. Um, the press release that we sent out got picked up by some major news sources, ABC, NBC. Um, who else, John? Inc. We had Forbes. We had The Observer. I mean, we had a lot of great stuff coming on from that area. And all of this is a result of us bringing people on to help us with these things. There's no way that you and I could have done this on our own, John. It was really this team that we surrounded ourselves with that that helped make this all possible. Love it. In Fire Nation, we still got some great things coming up. I mean, we're going to give you the grand finale of the Kickstarter campaign that we have going on. I'm still going to be giving you a complete income breakdown. And then Kate has a great grand finale for our biggest lesson learned. So let's talk about the Kickstarter grand finale right now. We want to end with a bang. You know, we don't want to go out with a fizzle. We want to go out with a boom. So we do have scheduled tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern, that's 4 p.m. Pacific for all you awesome West Coasters, on Friday, February 5th. So again, Friday, February 5th, 2016, at 7 p.m. Eastern or 4 p.m. Pacific, we're having a grand finale, a live blab, where I'm going to be on for three hours. Kate's going to be on for three hours. We have some really cool guests stopping by, some really awesome people swinging by. I want you to swing by. Just say hi. I'm going to bring you personally into the blab so you can say hi to me and hi to Kate and hi to whoever's in there as well. You know, insert big name here. Um, just say hi, you know, and then, you know, ask me a question, tell me a joke or just hang out, do any of these things. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people there. We're going to have a lot of fun, a blast for these three intense hours as we count down the final three hours of the Freedom Journal campaign on our request for 500K. You know, there it is. I said it. We are on a quest for 500K and we're doing this great three-hour blab fest to make that happen. So all you need to do, listening right now, I've made it very simple. Head over to eofire.com slash blab. That's eofire.com slash B-L-A-B. That's going to take you to the Blab page where we're actually holding it. So you can go there just directly at 7 p.m. Eastern, or you can go there before and subscribe. Just click, click the quick subscribe button right there. You'll be subscribed to the Blab with hundreds of other people, and you'll get a reminder when the Blab actually starts. But again, you can just go there directly. eofire.com slash blab is going to forward you to the actual blab that we're going to be having going on at 7 p.m. Eastern Friday, February 5th, 2016. And again, I'm going to be answering any questions that you have. I'm going to be listening to any jokes that you want to tell me. We're just hanging out. We're chillaxing. This isn't going to be some big, serious business conference type thing. No, it's going to be like we're going to have fun. We're going to drop value bombs. We're going to hang out. We're going to have an overall blast. Uh, actually, Kate, I said you were going to be there, but do you have any plans tomorrow night? No, I'm going to be blab. Well, yeah, I'm going to be blabbing with you. Oh, cool. Phew, I got nervous for a second. <laughs> so, guys, we're just going to hang out. We're just going to have fun. And again, I'm really looking forward to uh, to you showing up there live. And this is going to be, you know, one of these great closeouts. You know, whatever happens is a win. Again, we are on that quest for 500k. If we don't get there, we're going to be smiling. It's been an amazing 33 days. And we've had fun the entire time. So eofire.com slash blab. And we've built two schools in developing countries through Pencils of Promise. Amazing. Huge I mean, look win. at this impact. Look at this impact, Fire Nation. So January 2016's income breakdown. For our product and services, we did 120K. 
today. Podcasters Paradise was a huge part of that. Um, we did almost 30,000 with 42 new members and 60 recurring from December. Now, a lot of you need to realize this. You know, these aren't the, these huge gaudy numbers that we were able to put up in all of 2015 because we don't no longer have the lifetime membership. So there's no more invoice totals, which we always published. Those numbers were invoice totals and they were. There's no more invoice totals anymore. So these are 42 new members we brought in in January, a huge month. And we have 60 recurring from December alone. So you can see now that we moved into the, into the um, recurring model that we are building a really strong business off of this. Uh, webinar on fire crushed with 5,300. Now we still are on the invoice total there. Um, we have the Freedom Journal, um, and this was you know, a, a very small portion of it, but we had a couple pre-orders for some places that I spoke at, et cetera, so we did over 1,500 for the Freedom Journal. Um, podcast sponsorship income was 81,500, so very strong there. Of course, podcastwebsites.com. If you're looking to have a podcast website that actually has your audio covered and your security and your backup and everything all in one. That's what it is. Just head over to podcastwebsites.com. We got some killer stuff going on over there. As far as affiliate income, we had a couple really big ones. Um, you know, we did a joint webinar for Brian with Brian Harris a couple months ago for 10K subscribers, and we did $25,000 in affiliate revenue there, which is obviously huge. Um, we did $7,829 for our per- portion of the Podcasters Paradise Cruise. So that's uh, really interesting as well. Um, we did $1,950 for Bluehost, um, which is just a nice, solid, steady thing that we always have rocking on. And that's something that you definitely want to check out uh, just the past months that we've had. It's just been that real steady, solid affiliate revenue in about 25 other ways that we generated revenue through affiliates. So come over to eofire.com slash income 29 to check that out because that brought our total gross up to 171. Um, and again, our expenses were 61,000. So we have a long list of expenses too, which you can check out at your leisure. And that brought our total profits to six figures for the month of January, 107,465. So a successful month. Again, February is going to be a little more gaudy with a big check coming our way from Kickstarter. But Kate, why don't you bring us home with the biggest lesson learned? So my biggest lesson learned for January was going all in with what I am going to start referring to from now on. Tell me if you like this, John. (laughs) Majority focus. What do you think? Whoa, I'm in. (laughs) I even asterisked it on the income report because I have a definition (laughs) for it. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, there's so many things to consider when we're creating and growing our business. And this is something that's come up a lot for me and has been very helpful in thinking about um, how I can make the biggest amount of progress through using my majority focus. So when you think about all the different things that you could be focusing on, tactics, strategies, platforms, new software that you want to try out, of course, these are the things that take our focus away from what we should actually be working on, like what can move our business forward. But that doesn't mean that we can't check these things out. Like new platforms or strategies or things that we want to try and implement in our business, 
we should be keeping a list of these things, a running list of the things that we're interested in researching more, things that we're interested in testing, maybe a new software platform that we think might be good for our business. Keep a running list of this stuff. Don't try and like scare yourself into thinking that it's going to disappear. And so you have to look at it now. Keep that majority focus on the one thing that you can do to move your business forward. So if you're feeling like you have a ton of things on your list, these are a few steps you can take to kind of curb that overwhelm, get yourself super focused and using your majority focus to move your business forward. Write out all the major things that you're considering. Again, it might be a tactic, a strategy. Um, it might be a new platform. John's talking about Snapchat today. If you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go check out Snapchat. Maybe, but maybe not right now. So just write out all the major things that you're considering for your business, software platforms, anything. Then arrange that list by priority. And I want you to think about priority based on your business goals. If your business goal is to grow your email list by 10,000 subscribers and you are looking at your list and there's like something having to do with Snapchat on there, Snapchat is probably not going to be high on your priority list because Snapchat is perhaps not the best tactic you could be using to get to your goal of 10,000 subscribers on your email list. So that's kind of what I mean by arranging your list by priority based on your business goals. Then you want to give your majority focus, and let me go ahead and throw out my definition here. Your majority focus is a time that you set aside for bigger projects in your business. That's those two to four hour time blocks versus like daily and weekly tasks that maybe get 15 to 30 minutes of your time each day and that help your business run. So majority focus is the bigger time blocks that you give to the big projects in your business. I'm not talking about checking email and engaging on social media and all these things that we all do to help our business run. Of course, you're going to continue doing those things. Majority focus refers to the big time blocks you're giving things in your business that are helping you reach your business goals. So the items that you put on your list those ones that immediately fell to the bottom, these are not things that you should be focusing on or thinking about or allowing to distract you. But it doesn't mean that you can't ever check them out. Again, this list, this running list that you have and how you're prioritizing that list is going to help you focus and go all in with your top priority, give it your majority focus, make big progress with that, and you still have all these other ideas that you can come back to at a later time. Boom, Fire Nation. That is a new word, coined it by Kate Lynn Erickson, all up in the house. And listen, she dropped a lot of great value bombs there. I will say, one thing you might want to ignore is that whole rant about Snapchat and go follow me on Snapchat <laughs> at John Lee Dumas because you want to hear that rant if possible before it disappears in T minus 23 hours from when I'm talking, which will be at least 22 or 21 by the time you're hearing this. Best case scenario, if you're listening on February 4th, Thursday, Kate, take us home. Fire Nation, January's income report was focused on the Freedom Journal for very good reason. That was our majority focus for January. And look what we've all created together. 
Thank you so much for your support of the Freedom Journal. John and I could not have done any of this without you. And we are so grateful for you. Ignite. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution, allow me to introduce podcast websites. Website hosting, audio hosting, support security backup, all in one. Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a call to learn more and ignite.